0: What's your definition of greatness? I think the definition of greatness is to inspire the people next to you. My parents were, were great. You know, growing up, you know, they instilled in me the importance of imagination, of curiosity. And understanding that, okay, if you want to accomplish something, I'm not just going to sit here and say, yes, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can, but you have to also put in the work to get there. You grow up as a kid thinking that all things are possible if you put in the work to do it. You, know, you grow up having that fundamental belief. Uh, my father uh, was really influential at a really critical time where I, you know, I had a summer where I played basketball when I was like 10 or 11 years old. And here I come playing, and I don't score one point the entire summer. I scored not a free throw, not a nothing, not a lucky shot, not a breakaway layup, zero points. And I remember crying about it, and being upset about it. And my father just gave me a hug and said, listen, whether you score zero or score 60, I'm gonna love you no matter what. That is the most important thing that you can say to a child. That gives me all the confidence in the world to fail. But to hell with that, I'm scoring 60. And from there, I just went to work. And I just wow. I stayed with it and I kept practicing, kept practicing, kept practicing. I think that's when the idea of understanding a long-term view became important because I wasn't going to catch these kids in a week. I wasn't going to catch them in a year, right? So that's when I sat down and said, okay, this is going to take some thought. I started creating a menu of things. Mm. When I came back the next summer, I was a little bit better. Open shots, not miss open shots, be able to shoot it with speed because those kids are so much more athletic it's a simple thing of math if you want to be a great player if you play every single day two three hours every single day a course of a year how much better are you getting if you're obsessively training two three hours every single day over a year over two years you make quantum leaps show up every single day do the work they're looking at me as if okay this kid's soft He's from the suburbs of Philadelphia. They felt like they could try to be physical or try to intimidate me and do all this other stuff, which they couldn't. Now I'm saying, okay, well, you're trying to attack me. How am I going to attack you? One of the things I would do is, while well, everybody would be at the cafeteria work, you know, eating and doing all sort of stuff, i just go back to the gym. Yeah, I may be from the suburbs, but you're not going to outwork me. Right, look at thing, things that their are smallest. A lot of times the game starts moving really fast. But if you train yourself to watch hours and hours of film, the game's not moving that fast anymore. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's an obsessiveness that comes along with it. You want things to be as perfect as they can be. Understanding that nothing is ever perfect, but the challenge is try to get them as perfect as they can be. So how can we teach our children what it means to work hard? Well, you do it through training. Right? So when I get up in the morning, my daughter goes with me. 4 a.m., my 15-year-old goes with me. It becomes a daddy-daughter thing. Through that process, she understands the value of hard work. So it's through those behaviors um, um, is where I find the motivation to mm. do it. Well, what does losing feel like to you? Uh, it's exciting. Because it means you have different um, ways to get better. There are certain things that you can figure out that you can take advantage of, right? Certain weaknesses that were exposed. Mm. Their are answers there, if you just look at them. It's a constant process. It's exciting when you win, it's exciting when you lose, because the process should be exactly the same. The hardest thing is to face that stuff. I think it's the fear of, of starting anew. When you play for 20 years, I play for 20 years, you reach a certain level, like, okay, wait a minute, I have to start again at the base of a mountain and try to climb the top of this mountain. First of all, what mountain am I climbing? I don't even know, like, what the hell am I gonna be doing? The thing that helped me actually was hurting my Achilles because that forced me to sit there and say, okay, the day could be today that your career's over. First question I asked, which is the wrong question is, what's the biggest industry I can get into? I said, okay, stop thinking of it that way. You're thinking of it the wrong way. Why did you start playing basketball? Because I loved it. All right, what do you love to do? Oh, I love to tell stories. Mm. All right, let's do that. I think stories is what moves the world. Nothing in this world moves without story. And so I think that is the root of everything. And if we're gonna try to make the world a better place, story's the right place to start. from uh, one of my English teachers at Lord Marion named uh, uh, Mr. Fisk. He had a great quote that said, rest at the end, not in the middle. That's something I always live by. I'm not going to rest, I'm going to keep on pushing now. There are a lot of answers that I don't have, even questions that I don't have, but I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep going. And I'll figure these things out as you go, right? And you just continue to build that way. So I, I try to live by that all the time. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app.